Now I'm not kicking a wire around. I'm still hitting this though. There we go. Now we're perfect. Pitch perfect. Uh. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 11 of Bitcade. My name is Ryan A. E. Moore. This right here is Quinn. Quinn. And don't worry, you might be wondering, hey, where is David? Normally he's here. Well, not here specifically. We are actually in my house, but we will see him later on in the show. So stick around. Today, we are going to be talking about favorite game company and hated game company and also the Game of the Year nominations for the Primal Target Game of the Year. And then a mystery topic because we don't know what David's is going to be. So, to kick things off first, Quinn, are you ready? I'm ready to start. Yeah. Okay, yeah. What, what are we going to do? What are, what are we talking about So, the whole first? topic with favorite game company and least favorite company is, you know, I hear a lot of people always talking about, uh, like, you know, scummy sort of companies and practices blah 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 and i think just a forewarning or a disclosure uh, your least favorite doesn't have to be something that's like bottom of the barrel like they for they ship people from overseas <laughs> to work in the dark and they have in to the like, gaming mines yeah, in the gaming mines yeah <laughs> get back to coding <laughs> <laughs> exactly um <laughs> I just picture like a lot of like people in like loincloths <laughs> and like they're in a in a dark cave on computers and coding. The only things they can eat are like like um game sponsored things like Mountain Dew yeah, and Doritos and stuff like that, like Gamer Fuel. Like that's the only things that they're allowed just, permitted. And it's not even like it's like filtered through a tube. <laughs> they just have to like it's like a hamster yeah, thing. So you just go, have to like <laughs> like they mush in their Doritos with the liquids. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this orangey. <laughs> oh man, that's that's gross. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. But so we, it doesn't have to be that level. <laughs> <laughs> I, t I don't know if there's any uh, at that level. We don't that know. We, know of. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know. Um, so I think we'll just start with the bad first. Okay. Um, and then move on to the positive, sort of get the bad taste out of our mouth okay good <laughs> um, for mine i had a little bit of difficulty choosing one because these two companies are kind of interconnected and it was just like both of them pit <laughs> you can say it i can say it i, I think david dropped an uh, f-bomb all like right i'm dropping the piss bomb <laughs> that, that's grosser than the, the hamster feeding tube <laughs> Oh, this man. is the gross episode okay. of Primal Target. <laughs> gross episode. <laughs> so, both of these companies pissed me off for the exact same reason. Okay. And that's why I couldn't choose one over the other. Um, so, my first one that I want to talk about is Capcom. And the reason I really... Like, I get the companies are always... Uh, like, they have sort of divisions. Like, there's a team dedicated to certain things. Mm -hmm. And... So this is like the one of the most like painful things for me because the reason I really really like Capcom besides like Street Fighter fighting games you know um, is Mega Man. I grew up with Mega Man quite a bit, and 
in the U.S., I believe there hasn't been a new Mega Man game since 2008 or something like that. 2007, 2008. Uh, Wasn't in majority of like the newer stuff are all is remakes. all hand, well, are all handhelds. Yeah, they're all handhelds. Like they're all they're all just re or not remakes, but uh, collection games. Yeah. Because I think the last Mega Man game that came out in the U.S. that was new was Mega Man Star Force Three for the DS. Mm. Uh, and I was in sixth grade when that came out. So, okay. So yeah, it's been a long time. And so I, I just remember, um, being very disappointed in Capcom because of the way they treated Meg man. And like, there's a whole like meme with, uh, Nintendo treating Meg man better because of his very faithful rendition in smash four. Yeah. Like where all his animations are exactly the same. Well, and he re- doesn't look like disproportionate yeah. for like who he is. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it was only until recently that I think, uh, Capcom sort of, because one of the biggest controversies that happened at the time when Keiji Nafune left Capcom was, uh, one of like, it was whoever said this at Capcom, like Europe or something, that was poor choice of words. <laughs> so one of the people working there like responded. I think it was a tweet or something. Um, I was in middle school, so I didn't really care to look this up or dig too deep into it. So I might be wrong. But they said that they had – at the time for the 3DS, the, the Mega Man team was working on Mega Man Legends 3, which was a really big deal. They had – generally for Mega Man games, they always have like some sort of fan interaction where – uh, the no- highest ranking fan, or like, like they go through a lot of fan art, and then they'll add your character to the game. And they've been doing that since like since the, the original, SNES, like, very right? old yeah, Mega yeah. Man games. And so this dude won the contest, and his character looked good, and it was in, like they had promotional art with his character with the main cast. So it was like that guy must have been really happy. And then once KG Nafune left, they canceled the whole Legends three. And someone at wow. Europe, Capcom Europe, said, uh, like. They canceled it. There wasn't enough fan support and stuff like that. Which yeah, because you know the the Mega Man fans, they they're never supportive yeah, of a new Mega Man like, game. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I know. Like I, Mighty Number no. Nine <laughs> at the time, before we knew it was going to be bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't totally didn't get funded within like a certain amount of yeah, time, or yeah. and overfunded at that. Like, yeah, yeah. It got w- reached so many of its goals. Um, so yeah, no support, no not a whole bunch of fan art getting sent to your company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny that the the guy that makes Kirby makes more Mega Man games than Capcom <laughs> does. <laughs> and so, and then after that, the, and it was it was in like Tekken Cross Street Fight or Capcom Cross some Capcom. But that was game. like the the big Mega Man. Like that was the. S- more skinnier, not bulgy, little short Mega Man, right? No, so uh, recently what they did, I guess, to bring light to Mega Man is, they, I think is really cool, is they added Mega Man X to uh, um, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite, and he looks really good. He's not goofy, but prior to that... Unlike most of those characters yeah, in that game. Prior to that, though, uh, what happened was they had Mega Man in... Um, Maybe it was Marvel versus Capcom too. I don't remember. Uh, but they had box art Mega Man. Oh, and the like with the laser where he's gun. The laser gun and he's fat yeah. and stuff. <laughs> and they did that, and a lot of people were like, in my opinion, like I think it could have been like, it could have been a funny goof. Like, yeah. You know, it's like 
pay homage to like really bad American box art, Man but Man. more of like as a skin, not yeah. the main. And character. I think it also came at a really bad time too, because it came directly after like the whole incident of canceling like uh, Legends Three. Okay. It came after KG and Ifune left, so a lot of people I think took it personal. Like, oh, so this is what Capcom thinks of Mega Man now? Huh? Yeah, yeah, and. It, this hasn't helped with over the years them just pretty much creating a collection collection game or just a bunch of collection games and no new Mega Man in sight. So it's just very kind of like depressing, I guess. Um, and that's why I kind of like I I I have a love hate relationship with Capcom because I love them because. They make a lot of good games. Yeah, I like the company a lot. Uh, and they but, have a lot of really good IPs. And but I hate like them that. at the same time because sometimes they just they really screw up with their games. Like a lot of people were upset with Resident Evil for the longest time until Seven went back to more like the straight horror yeah. uh, beginnings, and uh, a lot of people are kind of upset with Street Fighter Five in the direction it's gone, and they're trying to fix that. Blah blah blah, and it's just Capcom. I don't know. I don't know. I can't really manage Capcom. I can't tell them like, yeah. oh, this is what you need to be doing. This is well, I can tell them one thing. They should make <laughs> Mega Man games. That's what they should do. But uh, hopefully with this break, though, of not making Mega Man games, they haven't completely forgotten Mega Man to the dust. Like, they're just trying to brainstorm and think of a way. Like, if there were a time to bring Mega Man back, now would be the time because there's not a lot of competitors and Mighty Number no. 9 already burned and crashed to the ground. Yeah. So there goes... Where's that Vita version? Yeah, where's, where's the handheld version of that game? Waiting for Vita. They would lose so much money if they made a handheld version. Of that, I don't think though. they got enough money. I, I don't think again. they can do it. No. Um, if they did, it's already so late because it's already a year after. Well, the... now there's Mighty Gunvolt. Yeah. So, like, they – because Mighty Gunvolt is, like, a way better version of – Mighty number Ma- nine. Mighty yeah, number nine, exactly. Yeah. Because the thing is, Gunvolt was created by NT Creates, and they did a lot of the Mega Man Zero games. They did uh, Mega Man ZX. Like, a lot of the handheld Mega Man sort of platformer. Well, it's, it has that pixelated yeah. look to um, Gunvolt. And so – they are very capable of making games. So NT Creates, you guys are awesome. Um, <laughs> that's why I'm not going to talk about them in the bad section. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. the second company that I don't like is Comcept. Um, Comcept. Comcept is the company that KG Inafune went to create uh, yes. when he left Capcom. Or he kind of... Well, he left because he felt he was being sort of pigeonholed into only making Mega Man games. And I think... That's another thing about Capcom is they got the Activision effect. Because yeah. if you think about Mega Man, Mega Man uh, had a game pretty much coming out every single year. And on top of that, multiple Mega Man game series going at a time. Because at the time that Mega Man 7 was released, or maybe it was 8, or maybe even earlier, Mega Man X had come out. And then X1, X2, and X3 were going on. And so at the time, people were confused because... When Mega Man X had come out on Super Nintendo, people thought that was ten because yeah. the Roman numeral. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there, everyone was like, "Well, where are the other things?" Because it was sort of like the Final Fantasy thing, where the numbers got switched or something. So people thought maybe that's kind of like where it's going. Or, mm-hmm. and then when Mega Man, the original Mega Man series had ended for a bit, X was going, and then Legends had started up. And that Legends was on N64. So they had like three series going? Well, it's always been like two at a time, essentially. Oh, okay. And then when 
X was going, and then Legends was only two games, and then Battle Network had started, and then Star Force was happening at the same time, and then uh, like Zero was going on at that time too, and then ZX was going at that time, and so it was just like Mega Man game after Mega Man game after Mega Man game, and so uh, a lot of people sort of got sick, I guess, of Mega Man because there was so much Mega Man, um, and a lot of them weren't very creative, and so a lot of people dropped off well there's a lot of reasons why Mega Man had its downfall though because there was also i guess in some ways it's true that there wasn't enough support but i don't think in terms i don't think what the capcom employee was saying when enough support i don't think it applies to legends 3 i think legends 3 had more than enough support what i think by Mega Man not having enough support is that i've talked to a lot of people who have never heard of the star force series i've talked to a lot of people that didn't know um the zx series and stuff like that and i think the zx games if you're a fan of the platforming style Mega Man, or you like the zero series there's some people that don't even know the zero series exists um then and, and it but it goes back to like what you're saying though there were so many things going on yeah. that it's like you either went one way or you went the other way exactly so, like, and it, it also it just didn't help that it divided a lot of people because a lot of people because Mega Man has Sonic's always been a running sort of game. I mean, there's been a few like party games or RPGs they've splashed in there, but it's never been a dedicated RPG series or something. Um, whereas Mega Man has gone from 3D like shooters sort of in the Legend series with RPG elements mixed in to side scrolling platformer to Metroidvania to RPG to. Yeah. Uh, and so a lot of people get sliced. I just like Mega Man, so I've played om- all, almost all the games. Mm-hmm. Um, and to get back on track, the concept, uh, the reason I don't like them is because I still respect Keiji Inafune, but he's more... A lot of the things, though, about Keiji Inafune is he's not really the... He's more of an ideas guy, I guess I would say, sort of ideas businessman rather than like... a good original creator because he didn't really create Mega Man. The original character he created was Zero. Um the guy who came up with Mega Man was someone else working at Capcom. I didn't, okay. I didn't know um, that. <laughs> yeah. And so and even then, uh when Keiji Inafune came up with the idea for Mega Man X, it w- it's pretty much Blade Runner. Because yeah. uh Mega Man X is about these uh it's about replicants it's about <laughs> these, robotic they're called, like humans. they're called reploids oh, oh, wow um, <laughs> and they're called and Mega Man x he's a maverick hunter so he hunts defiant oh my gosh robots. that's literally blade runner it's blade runner yeah. <laughs> yeah um and he hunts down like evil robots that go against their code or whatever yep. so Oops, i yep. think i think it's hilarious though um so it's not really the most original thing. Um, so he's more of like I sort of businessman that comes up. He's, I think he's a lot better of a guy that oversees things rather than comes up with his own things. And I think Comstep's biggest failure is that it bit off a lot more than it could chew um, because it promised so many things with the Kickstarter. It was Kickstarter? Yeah, it was Kickstarter, um, and it promised like every system. We're coming yeah, to every it, system. It promised that without them having any experience uh having done that i mean they've worked a lot of the people that were or that work at concept have worked at actual professional game companies but never 
so what I found out, I guess, for, for the reason why they couldn't create everything at the same time is that they create pretty much a base version of the game, typically on computer. Mm-hmm. And then they have to port it onto the other systems and get that to work there or something like that. And like they have to do coding for that or blah, blah, blah. Video game stuff. I'm not uh, <laughs> I'm not a little sweatshop guy. Um, <laughs> not in the coal mines. Yeah. <laughs> And so they had a lot of difficulty doing that because they promised it to pretty much, like, I think Xbox 360, PS3, PS4, Xbox One, uh, Wii U, Nintendo 3DS, uh, the Vita. And Vita, yeah. And PC. And the thing is, they couldn't even get the games optimized when they did hit consoles. Yeah. So there was no way they could get them optimized for handhelds. So they just, they bit off so much more than they could chew. And it really tarnished KG and Fume's name. Because as far as I know, this quote is not true. It was taken from a mistranslation or uh, like in uh, wrongly quoted or something like that. Uh, but the meme that surrounds Keiji Inafune after the release of Mighty Number no. Nine, the, a lot of people. It might be true. I might have just read a wrong article that was trying to defend him. Um, I don't know. I don't. I can't. I don't speak Japanese. <laughs> I don't know him. Uh, I would hope he wouldn't have said this because this is very disappointing. About as disappointing as um, a Miyazaki. Have you ever heard the Miyazaki f- uh, quote about about Studio Ghibli? Uh, he the the quote behind him. I don't know if this is true. I don't want to believe it's true. But he like it's the picture of him looking sad. It says like anime is a mistake or something like oh that. Oh my gosh! Could you imagine if Walt Disney said cartoons were a mistake? <laughs> it's kind of like the thing of like that rumor about how uh, Doctor Seuss hated children. Like you've heard that, right? Yeah. I'm like, how is I don't that? Wanna, a, that's I can't not believe that. True. I can't believe someone that would dedicate their life to something like that yeah, would just throw ever it away. just yeah. say something as I, my life has been a lie. Yeah, as like, <laughs> oh, I re- totally regret ever doing this because it's, uh, yeah, exactly. So the quote that is uh, associated with Keiji Nafune is after like my number nine came out. Someone asked, well, what do you think of like what? Uh, the release of Mighty Number no. Nine and blah blah blah, and the the quote, the supposed quote is, "It's better than nothing." <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I I actually did see uh, Kenji Inafune at PAX, mm-hmm. and as far as I like the way I heard him talking and the way I, you know, people were asking questions, he he did legitimately seem like he was excited for the game, but. Yeah, maybe he was, if that was what he said, maybe it was like he was so defeated after this situation that it's like, you know, at least it's better than what it is, you know, than not getting one at all kind of thing. But I really hope he didn't say that because he, a lot of the other interviews I saw him, he seemed very apologetic because he said that it was all his fault essentially because he is the team lead and he is in charge of overlooking all these people and um he just didn't think uh it was very hard for him because he he's essentially the head of the company he yeah. wasn't the head of company at capcom but now he's the head of the company at concept yeah um and so it's just kind of disappointing i hope that quote isn't true that he said it's better than nothing because that's that's kind of aggravating um yeah i hope better from him um those are just to, it's more disappointed in those companies, I guess. That's what rubs me the wrong way. So, what do you? What would you say is your least favorite company then? Well, um, so 
it's uh, again i want to go based off kind of how you were talking about capcom it's like you don't you'll never buy these games again like you will buy these games again it's just you're disappointed in the business decisions that these companies have made um a lot of people do throw in especially like american players will decide that ea and activision are the worst companies on the planet uh, more people lean towards EA. I, for one, have never found a problem with EA. I, I do enjoy a lot of their games. Um, nothing I've ever ran into where it's like, oh, man, I can't enjoy this game because will, EA made this game. What do people particularly hate about EA? Like, what's well, the main it, thing? The EA thing is the microtransaction thing. And we've talked about, like, a little bit. I don't know too much in detail uh, right now about the whole Star Wars Battlefront thing. Uh, but, you know, other than the fact that they had a transaction system and then they changed it like after the beta they changed it to a new thing and then they changed it to another thing uh, when the game launched and now people aren't very happy about any of that um and i, I don't know i haven't i haven't played stars battlefront i'm gonna pick it up today so it's like you know now that we type stamped this <laughs> this video but still it's you know uh ea isn't really my hated company uh other than the fact of that that kind of comes into play a little bit, but the the geniuses over there at Activision, <laughs> geniuses are in air quotes of like, I, I don't know. I've ran into a lot more troubled situations with Activision than any other company. And now when they, like I was really worried about when Blizzard was bought by Activision, like, cause now it's like, are they going to start doing this system? Luckily Blizzard has stayed Blizzard and they have not strayed off into this, horribleness that activision has this um view that more is better Thankfully. and it's not not true like i we've we've said several times on the show that we prefer to wait for like five-year games because we'd rather play a full completed game that developers have gone you know what that i'm proud of and i'm not saying like treyarch infinity ward sledgehammer aren't proud of their games it's just I feel like if you gave developers longer times, you can get those minor details of, wow, that looks beautiful. Like when you look at Battlefield 1, you're like, man, that game looks gorgeous. And you know why? Because they spent years making that game. With Call of Duty coming out every single year, it screws things up. Now, on that note, it's more... I, I am glad Activision finally got a third company to come in, ergo Sledgehammer, to come in and play call or to make Call of Duty games, because now it gives those developers three years rotation cycle instead of two. Um, because with, I mean, if you even if you look back at it, you're like, okay, when you wonder why there's so many Black Ops, why are there so many Modern Warfare? It's because they have to come back and go. This is all we got. Like, we can't just start over this whole new storyline. So now that Sledgehammer's a part of the crew, which they've done an amazing job with World War II, um, I'm, I'm glad to see now we're getting three years of development. So that means, like, even if you look, broke it down to, like, this layman's terms, let's say you have a whole year of story writing. A whole year of coding and a whole year of adding like all art styles and stuff. That to me is way better than cram your story, cram your multiplayer, cram everything into these two years and keep going. Three years, I mean, that's a whole year. That's 12 months of these people working to make a game that launch in November. And um, I am, I'm looking, I'm glad I'm seeing Activision kind of turn face a little bit. 
there are times that, but in the past, they have ruined games. Like, I, I, I've talked with you about uh, Guitar Hero was this, like, amazing franchise. But why did Harmonix leave? It's because they didn't want to keep making games over and over and over again. They wanted to make a game, support it, and then after a couple years, like, then make another one uh, and innovate on situations. Like, that's the reason why there's four rock bands and not handfuls of Guitar Hero. Uh, you know, that, and then Tony Hawk was another example. Like, I, like, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 looks like garbage, and it came out the same year by... December, it was like in the in the bin. I didn't know that even came out. What year did that come out? That came out last year. <laughs> Tony Hawk Pro, Pro Skater 5? 5 came out last year. I thought they stopped making No, they games. went back and made this thing. And it's like, I mean, I'm not saying that the developers didn't have any love and care in it. Because, I mean, they probably did. You're going to spend time making a game. It's just, I feel like Tony Hawk was more pressured into let's capitalize on the fact that there's not a skating game out there. Yeah. I mean, it, it just takes EA to come out and go, here's, here's Skate 4. Like, then that's going to blow people out of the water. So with Activision coming out with Tony Hawk, it's, you know, there's this. But, but even with that franchise before Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5, you had all of these things that were making Tony Hawk not that good anymore. And a lot of people do like the spinoffs, you know, because now there are these two different, like, there's three timelines of them. Um, there is a timeline to Tony Hawk. So, like, I don't know them in too much detail, but I've seen it of where, like, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, and then there's, like, a part where he meets Bam, and so Bam Margera, and then they make Tony Hawk Underground, I think, or no. Yeah, Tony Hawk Underground? Or Tony Hawk American Wasteland. I think it's Tony Hawk Underground. Anyway, there's three different things. And then if uh, when he didn't meet Bam is the one where it goes Tony Hawk. I think that's American Wasteland. So there's so, like, like separate universes. Yeah, there's these right? different timelines. It's crazy, but it's like it's kind of cool to like look at them like that. So is there going to be like a Tony Hawk universe or something? There is a Tony Hawk Tony universe. Tony Hawks meet each other or something <laughs> and they form like Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, or there's something. like yeah, there's there's going to be a big Activision game just called Tony Hawk <laughs> and it's the Tony Hawk cinematic universe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and all the Tony Hawks meet each other with their like different like people that they meet like the main character from underground or something like that. <laughs> but yeah it's uh yeah I, I don't know it's spider-man's in those games Spider-Man, so maybe, yeah, yeah. but that was the other oh, thing is Django like, Fett was <laughs> <laughs> but like activision looked at a lot of their franchises and they just feel like they're rushed and they're never like you never give your companies time for example skylanders was an amazing franchise i'm not saying i ever played them but i know my brother was at the time at the appropriate age to be playing those and so like he was getting the figures he was playing the games doing all this stuff but then you started making all these expansion stuff and it's like no you realize you've just you've made the game that everyone wants like the game that all you have to do is buy the disc buy the appropriate figure and then you can keep playing and just have updates but no, Activision was like, no, we're just going to keep making games and then keep putting out these different characters. Like, Skylander still exists, but it's still, like, it's not nearly as popular as it was before. But, like, I don't know. To me, Activision is that, why did you just do that company? Like, why are you making another game when you could easily take a break? Like, I, I, I know at this point we now know Call of Duty's coming back every single November 
no matter what. It's a year, yearly game. It's a game that everyone buys on Black Friday because they're like, all right, I'm getting Call of Duty, Madden, and like some other game. Um, and you know, I know Activision knows that, but I wish they didn't know that. <laughs> so that's why I don't, that's why I don't like Activision. So. But I still buy their games. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> all right. To move on to the positive side of yeah. uh, this topic, uh, my favorite company um, is probably Atlas. And that's a really good choice. <laughs> like, I did not even think of Atlas. That was good. Yeah, uh, because I'm a big RPG guy, and Atlas has, like, every RPG well, – not every RPG series, but – a lot of them, if they don't make it, they publish. It. Yeah. Well, and I mean, even for a while, they published Demon Souls. Yeah, they, they published even... Demon Souls, and till uh, till they went off. The... Until Pac Man bought the Pac Man company. Bought the Pac Man <laughs> company. <Yeah>. Namco. Yeah. <laughs> Pac Man company. Mister Pac Man <laughs> came in and bought all of the de- Demon yeah. Souls. <laughs> he bought. He bought. Uh... Does Namco really own that? Yeah, it's like Namco Bandai. Oh yeah, that's right. Do they? Wow, I did not know they owned Dark Souls. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm pretty sure it's Namco Bandai. I don't know. That's why he's in Smash. No, just <laughs> 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 the new Smash character for Smash Switch is gonna be. The, I mean, but he has a really very small hitbox, and he dies immediately. <laughs> you can smash him no matter what. But, but if you play it right, you get infinite combos. Exactly. You could just keep rolling. <laughs> rolling around. <laughs> well, all the characters can roll in Smash, so he'd fit. Yeah, right he'd pretty, in. yeah exactly. He'd, Coming soon. To you can choose Smash. like if you want to do like a strength build or a dex build or something <laughs> like that. Oh, and the more you like kill people, the more souls you get. <laughs> you have to collect souls and just keep it up. That'd be like a dark turn. <laughs> It'd be PlayStation All Stars at that point. So. But um, anyway, you you like Atlas. Yeah, I love Atlas. Uh, Mostly because of the Shin Megami Tensei series and the Persona series. Um, those Persona. are they're two, I guess, uh, the biggest games that they make. And I don't think I've played an Atlas game. That you've been disappointed. Yeah, I've been disappointed. Okay. In, um, I, I, I felt like that was where you're leaning. I'm pausing <laughs> because I had to think because I might have played one that was published by them that I was disappointed, but I don't think I played one that Did was. Did you play Catherine? Yes, I played Catherine. Okay. I haven't beaten that game yet though, okay. still because Maybe. I don't have a. I had a PS3 at the time. Now I don't. I still own the game, yeah. but I want to play more of that game. I mean, I, I have a PS3. Love that. Game. <laughs> um, the music in that game. Um. So Shoji Meguro, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's <laughs> a good, isn't he played by uh, Troy Baker? No, no, no I was talking about it. the guy who composes the music. Oh, yeah, but is isn't the, the main character? But the main character is played, played by Troy I Baker. I think so. <laughs> I'll give him a pass on this one because I actually <laughs> like his. I think he sounds well, on he's, this one alone. He's not a bad voice actor, but <laughs> <laughs> never mind. I was gonna go. Never mind. <laughs> we're fine. We're fine. Um. <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, to agree with you on, on that whole situation, I don't know why, I guess my settings are down, uh, to agree with you on that, on Atlas, it's like, I'm not even, I am nowhere near the same JRPG player as you are. Like if it's a JRPG, I only play Pokemon and now Persona. Like those are like the only two I play and I enjoy 
yeah, so yeah, I mean Atlas is yeah, and definitely I, really I great. really like Atlas. I like they're definitely not as well known as say like Square Enix or um they're getting there though. Yeah, they are After definitely Persona with, 5, like then, I felt like I saw them any, everywhere now. Yeah, the most recent Persona game. I mean, but they took a lot of time to make that game, of course, and I think that's really good for them. They don't have the Activision effect. Yeah, they don't have the Activision <laughs> effect, and they even said after Persona 5, people were like, "Oh, so when's Persona 6 coming out?" And they're like, "We have no plans of making <laughs> Persona 6 currently because they feel with all the current hardware right now and everything they've done in Persona 5, um They've reached the sort of apex. See, what, what they, they need to do, do now is come over to Xbox and make that JRPG game that Xbox doesn't have. That is true. There you go, Xbox, Atlas. There you go. I mean, Xbox <laughs> only has... Well, they're partnered with Sony, though. That is the thing, though. Are they... No, because they got um, Nintendo games. Yeah, true. Well, I mean... Like, they would have... No, I'm not talking about Persona. Oh, like, they would start... Like, a, a whole new on yeah. Xbox. Okay, yeah. yeah, they could probably do that. That way, like, they got Persona over there, Shinigami Tensei on Nintendo, even though, you know, it does cross over sometimes. But what I'm I mean, saying with Persona, but majority of it is on Nintendo. Yeah. And then, like, have this other third pillar. I think the reason a lot of JRPG, especially since Atlas is, like, I guess a smaller company, uh, they don't do for xbox is because in japan the xbox doesn't sell as well so when they're thinking of their home demographic they i mean square can of course always do on xbox well but the other thing is is square also has american uh has east or yeah western developers as well like tomb raider was made by square enix but it was made by crystal dynamics which is a Western company. So they it's have, like... Okay, they have Western developers. Yeah. Yeah, I know there's a Atlas USA, but that's only, I think, mostly for like localization and stuff like yeah. that. Not really for making their own games. Um, but yeah, I just like Atlas. Good games. If you, you've you probably played an Atlas game, you just haven't known. <laughs> just look at the box. Yeah. It's definitely a logo that sticks out. Yeah, Especially you, on the Demon's Souls man. box. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just says Atlas, and you're like, oh, wow. Okay. okay. <laughs> Yeah. What about you? What is your favorite? Game My game? favorite company. This took a while to like decide this one, but it was very easy to confirm which one. And now you asked me which one of this group. And I was like, <laughs> I, all of them are really good. Rockstar is probably my favorite company when it comes to video games. They do everything so right like they take the time to make a game. Yeah, that's they for sure. like I don't need a Rockstar game every single year because I can play that game over and over and over again to either A get the achievements, finish all of the side quests, do all the it is they have perfected the sandbox game. Like there's no if ands or buts. Red Dead Redemption is fun. There's fast travel in that I don't use. Like I love riding a horse from point A to point B. I've done it here on the channel. Go check it out. But like they uh but when I played Red Dead Redemption for the first time, it was something I'd never played before. I've never played a game that had sucked me into that world of a Wild West theme, uh, which is the reason why I'm I'm so ready for Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh I did not play Red Dead Revolver, but I will tell you, Red Dead Redemption was the first Rockstar game I played all the way through. I did play GTA 4 first, was not a fan of it. I just didn't like that style of it. Which one is GTA 4? That's the one with that's in New York City. That's in okay. Liberty City. Um, that's the one with uh, Nico 
and like hey cousin like that that's from uh oh god i can't even remember his name i i'm blanking on his name right now but your cousin says that to you he okay. wants to go bowling with you all the time uh anyway um god i can't remember I, for some reason i forgot it anyway uh but nico is your main character and then but it was like i wasn't really into gta i wasn't ready for gta i was a little bit younger to like play a game like that to get that sucked in yeah uh red dead redemption just has you doing so many things riding around all over the place doing side quests doing things like that that is enough like to get you started there are times where i'm like oh this is not that big of a world because like i can ride from point a to point b with in only like five ten minutes um even shorter probably but like after red dead i played la noir which i am so happy that they made a remake of that uh like they re uh did a what do they call that um remaster yeah like a remaster yeah that thing um so now there's like a 4K version of uh, L.A. Noir, And L.A. Noir at the time, when I got that game, I went to Target, bought the game, came home as a kid. I bought this game at Target, came home, and played it. And for the Xbox 360, it is four discs long for the Game of the Year edition. I wow. played that game in a weekend because I loved it so much. Uh, and it was, a, it was a long weekend. So I had like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to play it. And I enjoyed L.A. Noir so much that I'm like, I cannot believe you can get on this cinematic journey that L.A. Noir just took me on. Because, uh, and what's crazy is you can see that since Rockstar is owned by Take Two, um, but since Rockstar is owned by the same group, they're able to share stuff. So like, you can see this open worldness that uh, you know, obviously the other GTAs had, but like. They perfected how far side missions can go compared to each other in Red Dead. Like, that was perfected in that. And then, uh, or not perfected, but it was done really well. And then in L.A. Noir, you had this cinematic look of, like, holy crap, that looks like an actual person. And then you go, they actually did impose facial structures in the game so that um, you can tell if someone was lying. And then after L.A. Noir was GTA V. And so you're like, that was, I, I've talked about GTA five so much of why I think that game is so great. Um, but like they combined a great story, great cinema, like great look to it. The game looks gorgeous, especially if you have a really high end PC or, you know, an Xbox one X or a PS4 pro, you can get that 4k look to it or eventually you'll get 4k to it. But, um, yeah, they, they've done so many things right that you can't just look at them and go, where's the next game? Like, I can play GTA for th – that's my mindless game. I can go in, do a side quest, come back later and do whatever. Um, and, like, you can – you just get sucked into that world, and it's really great. Um, so Rockstar – I mean, I know they've made also racing games and things like that, and obviously that's been incorporated in games, but – I like to, uh, in my mind, I like to refer to Rockstar as the Pixar of of video games. Like, sure, Disney owns Pixar, but they're the ones kind of perfecting the animation style. So where Take Two does own Rockstar, Rockstar does take implements off of every single game, and they just keep adding to that amazingness. And eventually, they just knock things out of the park every single time. So that's why Rockstar is my favorite. I like it. Yeah. So that's it, right? Yeah, that's the end Any of this Any closing statements? Um, 
Not really. I don't. I think I spoke my mind quite clearly about how much I'm disappointed by Capcom. <laughs> Capcom. All right. Well, we are moving on to the next topic, which is I don't. Should I say it the way it's, I've written it out here? Like Gotti is. This, I hate <laughs> it. I hate saying that because I hate it when Jameson says it. But it's game of the year. It's game of the year talk. We're in November, as you can clearly see at this calendar. <laughs> we can. Um, it is that time of the year to find out what are games that we are really looking forward to. And I just realized that I wrote those in notes on my phone. <laughs> so, Well, I, I remember. You remember I, yours? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do remember my, my three. So the way that this is going to go is we're not going to tell you game of the year just yet because we're not all here. So in the next episode not the next part but the next episode episode 12 we'll be talking about who won game of the year plus we might go over the uh, video game awards i'm not sure and then we'll like have a vote right? yes yeah. we'll vote all three of us plus we'll also talk with ashton and christian to get their votes in as well so um i'm gonna write down ours and then when i go talk with david which will be later david yes uh we will get um that going so the way i'm going to do this is we're not going to say what order these are in i'm just writing one two three for the games that we are going to say these are not in the specifications of these are what we think are game of the year but these are on now the ballot yeah if that makes sense these are like nominees exactly and we're only doing one category game of the year that's what we're doing and then we might do the video game awards thing as well so you get one I'll give one, you give one, I'll give one, you give one, I'll give one. Okay. All right. So what is your first game you would like to put on the ballot of this year? By the way, ladies and gentlemen, you can vote as well. Put in the comment section below of this part what games you want on there. And maybe, just maybe, we might do a fan one too. That would be cool, yeah. It just has to yeah. be enough. It has to be enough, though. <laughs> so what are we, what's your first game you'd like to nominate? Uh, I will nominate persona 5 okay persona 5 should we explain like a little bit of reasons as to why we yeah uh, yeah. yeah uh give like give a two minute reason of why it should be okay so i already briefly <laughs> i already had a previously talked about that i said atlas is probably my favorite company um well then it should be no surprise that i really like persona 5 and i like the persona series as a whole but persona 5 is I have, in all honesty, I prefer Persona 4 more than I prefer, or Golden, at least, yeah. more than Persona 5, as a preference. Um, but uh, mechanically, uh, the Persona 5 blows Persona 4 out of the water. Um, Persona 5 is a complete, like, hot pot mix, culmination of everything Atlas has ever done put into one game. Because if you followed Atlas and you've played a lot of their games, you'll notice like all the little additions they've added from different iterations of Persona and uh, the SMT games, like uh, that they've uh, just put into Persona Five. For example, like there's a new psychic element. I don't know if you got to that part, Ryan, since you were still yeah. I played to the first castle. So So they have they have like the regular fire, wind, electric, blah blah blah. But in this game, they have like psychic and like um nuclear uh elements so there's like two more elements and those were originally added in 
Uh, one of them was in an SMT game that never came to the West. So there was no way of you possibly yeah. knowing that. And the other was from a lot earlier SMT game. I don't think I played it. Maybe both of them were from the same SMT game that never came to the West. But they added those games. Uh, what they did is they added uh, what in SMT would normally be called demon negotiations to recruit demons. It's a holdup now uh, in Persona 5 where you hold them up and then you interrogate them for money, for them to join your party, for items, uh, and other miscellaneous things. And then, of course, all-out attacks are still in the game. Uh, social links are every single social link is worth it in this game because they all give you rewards there none of them are worthless uh all i have to say that uh the supporting cast is really great in this game as well as the main cast of course the voice acting is top notch um just the whole game is very really it, it it shows that atlas put a lot of time and effort into this game and so I really commend them for it. Okay. Uh, well, mine is uh, it's got to be one of one game I'm nominating is uh, is Wolfenstein Two, Wolfenstein the New Colossus. Uh, though it is freaking hard, and as you can clearly see in my Let's Play of well, in my PT Live, uh, a playthrough of this, there are times where it is so freaking hard. But, and I will tell you, there are times where also uh, the rewards are a little bit less than what I would want because I'm trying to get there. But I have to say, of the games that I've completed, because the way that we have to put these on here is that we have to beat the game. Like, we have to play it and beat the game. That's the, only, that's the classification of putting these people, these, these games in. Um, but I think they added on a story element, the story is really, really cool of a more gritty, violent version of kind of Man in the High Castle, cause like, uh, which is the Amazon show about an alternate universe of the if the Nazis had won World War II, how would that pan out? And the way that they had it was that the West Coast was um, the Japanese Pacific area, and uh, the Nazis took literally all of the East Coast and all of the Midwest, and then there's this, like, wall that borders between... Or this, like, space that isn't owned by either one. Um, man, I was waiting for that burp. <laughs> um, but uh, this version of this kind of alternate universe of if the Nazis is one, I think Machine Games has done an amazing job trying to put Wolfenstein back together of where it was like why I, I don't know it's kind of the same thing with like how crystal dynamics has done with tomb raider is um there was a franchise before and then they kind of just went you know what screw it wipe it all off the table we're going to start from scratch here's this new thing bj and, and like we it's interesting how the first game worked with uh with the new order was it kind of implements that we already know who B.J. Blaskowitz is, who's the main character, he's what you play, um, and that he's already experienced some of these things that has happened in the past, but they're not, like, saying he did all of that. So in the sense that, like, kind of like Star Wars, where Ahsoka was a part of the Clone Wars series, yeah. but when Disney bought him, they were like, okay, well, now Ahsoka doesn't necessarily exist. So they brought her in Rebels, and they're like, okay, now Ahsoka exists. 
we're not going to say exactly what happened, but we're clarifying that we are hinting at Clone Wars did still happen. Mm. So that's what they're saying. So it's kind of like that. Um, so we're in Wolfenstein. Uh, the new Colossus kicks off. Uh, it's definitely there are moments where, like in the story, I, I even was so shocked. Like I, I was like in the sense of like, what? Like how did th- what? Like when a game blows your mind like that, I, I, it's it's a really great story. Uh, the gameplay is freaking hard, but I can't knock it for that. The game goes back to its roots. It's deep, deep roots of finding health and balancing that with your armor. And if you don't do that correctly, you will die. And you have to strategically kill things because it's not a first-person shooter as much as a lot of people, when they look at it, they say it is. Um, I don't classify it as a first-person shooter because it does add a little bit more implements of different things to figure out how to do things differently. So I think I went a little bit over my time. But Wolfenstein 2, nominating that. Quinn, what is your next nomination? All right. The second game that I have for my nomination is Fate Extella, The Umbral Star. And it's part of the Fate Extra series. Uh, I haven't played the other games. So if you haven't played the other games, you can figure out the story. It's a little confusing, though, because uh, a lot of the relationships with the characters are further along. So... It'll be a little awkward because as someone that's just playing it, you're going to be like, wow, they're uh, talking like they, of course they're talking like they knew each other because they've been, no, we, they've known each other for two prior games. Yeah. Um, but y- as far as this game goes, the whole story, y- you can get the gist of this story from itself. Like you don't rely on the prior knowledge to know like he lost his arm from like getting chopped off by like Captain michael scores or something <laughs> and like i don't know somewhere yeah <laughs> somewhere land um and i think the game is very flawed uh it's a sort of it's like a muso game which is you know uh hack and slash uh like god of war dynasty warriors oh, sort dynasty of game um where you control a really strong unit and you plow through enemy units and you got to control territory and you fight boss characters and blah, blah, blah. And it's entertaining. It's fun. I mostly played it because I was interested in the story for the Fate series because I got into it recently. Um, And I think the story is... It's all right. I think I would give it a 7. And the only reason I give it a 7 is because it doesn't get really good until the later end arcs of the story um because you play through three characters and they're three different perspectives Mm -hmm. and the first perspective is just the ground bare minimum of like oh this is what's going on and then you restart the story essentially at the beginning and you play through the other character's perspective the second character's perspective i think is a little bit more boring because that's in line with their character they don't really want to do anything or like i guess fight they just kind of want to live <laughs> um and then the third character is the most interesting story and definitely worth in my opinion having played the game through to get to that one and that that game actually made me cry i stayed up till like 4 a.m to beat it one night um and i was i was like tearing up i was like man this it's is good. sad it's this good. is sad yeah uh so that's my second okay so my second nomination is Call of Duty World War II. And now 
I know I just like totally crapped on Activision this last part, but I do think Call of Duty World War II is very, very special with the fact that um, Sledgehammer has come in, made this game, and has almost knocked it out of the park. Now, at this current moment, I have not finished it, so it might jump up on my scale right now. Like, uh, of the games I've chosen, there are, like, I would put some over others. So, right now, Call of Duty could jump, but right, because it, it's on a very, very good track. It does so many different things that I have never seen Call of Duty. It's an on rail shooter that jumps right into a stealth game, that jumps right into a first person shooter, that jumps right into this amazing, like, over arc, like, band of brothers type of story. And I'm like, this is really, really cool that. Like Sled- that Sledgehammer came in, they tested the waters, they're doing something, because I think this is their first game that they've done by themselves. They do advertise that Raven is a part of it, but I'm like, I don't really know if Raven is a software company. Like, they, they make games, I think they just focus on the cutscene kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Uh, they might be like Blur, I'm not entirely sure yet. Um, but their logo is shown at the beginning of the game. Anyway, uh, z- zombies I haven't dove into too much, but I've played a map of that. They really added a lot. They have jump scares now. Oh, they have jump scares? Yeah, so like you'll be running, and all of a sudden one will like jump right in front of you, and you're like, ah! So like there's these – because they now crawl from the ground. They don't oh. have to go through windows anymore. But it's like those cool things of they're adding these little things. Now I think uh, there's actually even story mode to it to zombies oh wow um that like david Tennant is a part of that's and cool. so like i i don't i haven't played that part yet but like i played just the basic map one and um it's just uh, call of duty has come back to being a really cool first person shooter the online was a little bit buggy in the in the launch um but it's gotten better and it's i haven't had a problem with it since then uh the fact that you can earn everything every single thing you can earn it. You don't have to pay for things. Some things are a little bit more expensive, but they're not too far out of the reach like how some other companies type to put their stuff at. Um, but they're like there are things where you, in order to unlock it, you have to buy these other things. So like you have to buy this emo, buy this uh, like cover thing. I, I can't remember what they call it. Uh, but buy X, Y, and Z to unlock you know, A, Mm -hmm. uh, which A you want because it's like a gold skin to a gun. Uh, But And so it's like not altering um, things of like you're never going to get that thing. You can get it eventually. Like you can do it. Nothing's more than like 2,000 something and you get paid every day. Like you get a in-sign bonus and you get a – because now there's this little open world hub Oh, that really? you like spawn in and then you can like run around and do some activities. There's like a one-on-one death pit. There's like a testing range. There's like this, but it, there's like missions that you can go and do. Like they'll give you, it's kind of like destiny, uh, obviously with the Blizzard Activision thing. Um, but it's a very small downscaled version of that, of like you have missions you can go do. They'll say like get 10 headshots with a pistol and like you go sign up for that thing. Like they'll give you like, six things to do but you can only pick three at a time and so like when you do one you can get you get paid for it and then you go back and then you get another one and you go and do that thing uh there are also contracts and things like that and that's just multiplayer story's great uh i don't like the jumping around thing because i do feel like there's some times where i'm like 
I missed something. Like I was watching an episode of Band of Brothers. And then, like, I just decided, you know what? I'm not going to watch episode two. I'm just going to watch episode three. <laughs> and then you're like, what happened? Because, <laughs> like, they'll be talking about, like, damn, I feel like, you know, crap because I talked to so-and-so. And you're like, but when was that? Like, <laughs> that was when weeks. That yeah, that was, like, a week ago. And I'm like, uh, we're jumped ahead, like, a month after the first mission. So, um, by the way, the D-Day mission in Call of Duty is insane like i was like so over- you go back and watch the first episode of the of the pt live video but like there's so much stuff going on the last time i was that excited to do a d-day mission was medal of honor frontline like i and i i really love that game and so it's like the fact that call of duty has come out swinging hard they're swinging for the fences and i think they they're get almost gotten there so like we'll see if uh if someone's gonna rob them of their home run, or if uh, if they might have gone yard this time, so oh. your third recommendation. So my third recommendation is a little uh, a little out of the box, a little out of the oh, out of the box. <laughs> 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 uh, There's some '90s reference right there. <laughs> my fire emblem, or <laughs> my <laughs> fire. <laughs> Fire Emblem Heroes. My final nomination is Fire Emblem Heroes. Um, which, for you guys who don't know, is an app game that you can get on iPhone or Android, any smart device. Now you know you're up, you're you're throwing Fire Emblem Heroes, an app game, yeah. on the ballot. On the ballot. And you were fighting on this one before. So, yes. well, because I feel bad that it's I'm nominating because it's an app game. But at the same time, I didn't like Echoes. I'm going to be... If you guys haven't watched any of the previous episodes, I do not like Echoes. And I... I I think... (laughs) You know, a lot of people argue what's more important in a game. Story or gameplay. What the basis... When games were originally created, they didn't have story. (laughs) It was all about the gameplay. Um, Pong is a deathmatch of, (laughs) of, like, major stuff. James Uh, is here. (laughs) You had to, like, read the manual to get the story... gripping story of pong how you get inside this arena and fight another person to yeah. death but uh fire emblem heroes in my opinion has a lot better gameplay i like the gameplay in echoes but it has a lot better gameplay than echoes because it is something that you you have arena mode you have story mode the story in fire emblem heroes is not good um it's an app game so <laughs> i don't expect it to be good uh you have all these different features. You have skill inheritance. It's like a full, fl- it's almost a full fledged Fire Emblem game that they can continuously add content to uh, for free, essentially, unless if you choose to pay. Yeah. Um, and so, as, as one mobile app does. Yes. And I think that's actually very impressive. I mean, give it to Nintendo, of course, to do this because. I think it's very before prior to this game I wasn't interested in app games whatsoever and when I played this game I was actually very surprised at the fact that I could be playing a, a fire emblem game on the go. Yeah. Well, my third one it <laughs> Oh jeez, bless you. You right? That's weird. Anyway, so like we were talking about uh game of the year. Mm-hmm. Game of the year games. Um so, yeah, I did mine. I have one more left. Okay. Should I let you give no, your ahead. two, no, and just, then I'll just give... do just do the rest do, of yours. Okay. So my last one is uh, is Friday the Thirteenth. 
And the reason why, Friday the 13th, um, A, it's not a remake. <laughs> it's an original <laughs> IP. Uh-huh. And uh, B, um, it is fun. Like, it is a generally fun game. It was just, when it launched, it was not... Um, <sighs> It was so buggy mm-hmm. that it hurt itself. Right. Um, but still, there there were so many fans that were like, you know a game is great when the fans are using third-party things to team up with other people that they've never met. Like, I remember, I've never used the Xbox Search for Party uh-huh. until Friday the 13th. Yeah. And to me, that's like, that to me speaks that the game is a fun, is fun to play because... It's a game that, you know, I was searching to try and find and play with other people. And I met, a, a, like, some people I added this year because I was playing Friday the 13th yeah. this So year. it's, it's kind of like a, the Xbox's built-in Destiny companion app. To find, <laughs> sort to find of, parties. yeah. I mean, I don't know yeah. how PlayStation players got around the whole thing, but, um, well, like, but yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Microsoft's, like, search for party thing, mm-hmm. like, was really, came in really uh, good help there. Um and also, like, the, you, you know, I know there was, like, uh, what's that other one? The one that's kind of, like, Friday the 13th. Death by... Death no. by Daylight? No, 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 no that's no. the zombie one. That's yeah, the zombie one. Because, um, uh, oh, gosh. Because the one, Friday the 13th one with Jason. And yes. you're thinking of the one where you're playing as... Like, all those created ones. Yeah, it's, um... Oh, boy. I can't remember. It's on um, the tip of my tongue. I yeah. I can picture I'm, the box art. I, I can, can see it. Okay, so while you're looking that up, yeah, I'll yeah, explain yeah. more of why Friday the 13th. Um, and just to have, like, this whole hide-and-seek method of trying to find a, you know, you're, you're Jason, and you're trying to search this thing. And what's cool is, like, they added these, you know, with the other game, there's a lot of, there's kind of just, like, one way of winning as far as I was able to play. Last time I played it was still in beta, and it was at PAX. But, um... With Friday the 13th, it, there's multiple ways of winning. And sometimes when you get in the car... Uh, dead by Daylight. It is Dead by Daylight. It is, yeah. Okay. I think. Is it? No, that might no. be it. No, is that, what's the zombie one? Your phone's a little too close to the... Oh, fine. Because I'm, I'm on a... I'm looking... No, no, like that's, that's... Yeah, click on it and just watch one of the videos. Oh. Um, So... Yeah, that that's that is it. what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. That's it. Yep, yep, Death yep. Because there's there's uh, a, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, yeah. So with Dead Dead by Daylight, again, I don't know if they've changed it, but in Friday Thirteenth, there are multiple ways of winning. So, there's a you can do the heroic thing, and everyone teams up to kill Jason. Mm-hmm. Obviously, somebody has to die because somebody has to come back as Tommy Jarvis. Get that shotgun. Yeah, and but actually, two people have to die, and then it's randomly selected, mm-hmm. random, as in the second person gets to come back as Tommy Jarvis. Um, and then uh, you can so you can kill Jason. Second thing is is you guys can escape. So subpar of the second thing you could do, you can call the cops. Mm-hmm. You can get on a boat and get out of there, or you can get in a car. And, and some cars have more passenger seats mm-hmm. than others, so. 
you might like we might escape, but like Ashton Christian yeah. had to sit there and yeah, figure their own thing out. Yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, let's plays of this because one of the YouTubers I like to watch does a lot of it, and I know there's the two seater, there's the four seater, mm-hmm. and then there's the boat, and yeah. So I, I know I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and there's all these little increments of how to do things, and in Dead by Daylight there are also those things of mm-hmm. like you need to have gas to do this thing, but uh, but it's cool because like gas can do multiple things, so mm-hmm. it can help you out in the boat, or it can help you out with the car, mm-hmm. or you know, or the car has a specific thing of where you need to find keys or the boat needs a propeller. So there's all these cool little things that they added in Friday the 13th that are really awesome. It's it's interesting to see that, you know, the game has come a long way. I think there's now a single player story now. Um, so there's that. Uh, I haven't played that yet. Um but as part of the review process, I guess, that didn't launch with the game, so technically, still beat it anyway. Because <laughs> um, I have one as Jason and one as a camp counselor, so I will say I beat the game. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, it's a it's a gem, and I do think it's really fun to play with friends. Um, I wish we could record stuff more for, like, the console and stuff, but uh, for some reason, the Elgato thing doesn't really work and i've tried maybe with the new xbox i can probably figure something out but um yeah so the third and final ballot list from me is friday the 13th okay solid yeah so what are your three david so uh, i'm gonna start off and say i only have two okay and that's primarily because i haven't played a lot of new games this year or at least uh, or have beaten new games this year because i i haven't beaten persona mm-hmm. 5 and i haven't beaten breath of the wild i've played them i've got about 30 hours in both of them but i haven't beaten them okay um and then i haven't played any of the newer games like uh assassin's creed cut new call of duty shadow of war i'm not i haven't played those because i am on the boat of i am uh 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 What's, what was the term? I'm well, there's voting with your wallet, yeah, but there's also like yeah. boycotting of it. And like yeah, I'm voting with my wallet, boycotting with my wallet. I, I am choosing to not buy them until this whole loot box craze is basically done. I'm 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 tired of it and I'm over it. So I, for uh, the sake of the uh, gaming community for games, I have not been purchasing them. I mean, that's um, fair. intentionally. Yeah. Um, I, so you could I, buy them at GameStop and not give the money back to the developer. I mean, that's true. <laughs> so you could kind of sneak under the radar. I'm, I, but I'm also a big proponent of, or of um, of getting game developers their money. Otherwise, oh, I the, am the developers saying, yeah. go away. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so I only have two games that have come out this year that I have beaten. Okay. And I actually really enjoy both of them, and I do think both of them do deserve to be on. Uh, this list, and we'll start off with the first one, which is uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I have not beaten the DLC. I have it. I've paid for it. I've downloaded it. I just haven't had the time to play it. Um, but the base game itself um, is fantastic. Um, it's one of the most refreshing takes on the open world genre that I have played in a long time. Um, really? Uh, it's it doesn't feel you know grindy because you know some will be like oh well there's lots of content to do but most of the content is just 
grind fest yeah or searching you're just searching I, for random stuff yeah i think like the best game that like we both like i'm using that we both like mm-hmm. um that we've kind of agreed that didn't have this grindy feel that felt so fluid was mm-hmm. Tomb Raider. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. is this kind of that vibe that you kind of had with yeah, Horizon? It's, where yeah. It's a it, but it's happy but it, but it's like a true yeah. But it's like a true open world. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Tomb Raider is a little linear. Yeah. But it's um sort of it does. <laughs> open world. Yeah. It it yeah. Yes. You, you when you yes you can go back to yeah. different areas. Uh, but with Horizon, yes, they do have their collectibles. <laughs> But it shows you on the map where they are. The ones that matter. It does show you on the map where they are. And there's not an an absurd amount of them. Like, okay. it's totally... And, and they're along... Like, they're along the progression of the story. They're not just like, oh, this is way off in the top left corner of the map. Have fun you walking have, there. <laughs> yeah, you have no other reason to be up here. But we're just going to tuck this here just so you have... Just to give you a reason to go to this corner. They're not like that. They're all within... Um, side mission or main story objectives um, and it was really nice the game is visually beautiful uh, as well the visuals are great the environment's great the enemy AI was I think was was fantastic for their beast they each have each type of of enemy like you you could you literally learn how without those specific ones you know react and they react with each other too like mm-hmm. you'll see some like you walk up and you see like some t- the t-rex kind of robot fighting other robots and things like that and it's like well how do i deal with this situation because if i if i attack you know the the mob that the t-rex is fighting i'm going to probably aggro it as well mm-hmm. um then there's multiple ways to to take on uh enemies like when you put your um what did they call it? The little device. There was a term that they used. Oh for yeah, it. her little like earring thing that yeah. she has. Yeah. That was the one thing I never got. Is that she gave it a name? Like she made a name for it herself. But then when she meets somebody else who has one, yeah, they called it the same thing. And I was that was like that was the one thing in the story that didn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, that to me. is a little like, interesting. I was like, what are what are the odds of them calling this little thing the same thing? And yeah. I can't remember what it was called. I'll, I'll deal with that later. Um, but when you prop that up and you're looking at an enemy, it shows you its weak points. Shows you its weak points. It shows you what it's weak to in terms of environmental. So or, a little uh, shadow of war or yeah. shadow of Mordor going yeah. on there. And um, and it sh- yeah. So it's like oh, if you take away like the plating around its belly and then you shoot its belly, that's like where its fuel is. And if you shoot that, it will burst and light on fire. Mm-hmm. And it will it do and it deals like a huge chunk of damage to them um or you can just shoot you can just shoot 100 arrows at it if you want and run and have it chase you like it's very strategic you can be very strategic especially when you're fighting the big birds that have like the rockets yeah um those fights were pretty challenging um until you get used to it um but the story i thought was unique um got a little predictable but it's I, th- I felt like it was unique enough. I felt the uh, with the how the world went. Um, I don't. I can't recall any game whose story is kind of similar to this in its premise. Um, but it, it near the end it did get a little predictable. Okay. Um, uh, but um, the 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 cutscenes animations were great. Facial animations were great. Were spot on with the words. Some of them I thought were maybe a little overexpressive, but it's. I thought it, I thought the game, even the NPCs, you know, looked just as detailed as Aloy. 
Interesting. Um, because you know how normally when we like when you look at an NPC, you can always tell. Yeah, you're you like, know, oh, you're the you're the guy. Are a little low. Like yeah. name the protagonist. Uh-huh. If, you, if you were like in a crowd, you'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, obviously I'm the one mm-hmm. where everyone else is a pleb. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so you you would nominate that. So what, what mm-hmm. about your what about your number two? My number two, uh, is a game that I just recently got a coworker hooked on, and she's absolutely loving it. And that is Near Automata. I had a feeling that this yeah. would be your number two. Like, yeah. But now remember, ladies and gentlemen, these the games that we've said in this part are not specifically in order of what we think is the best. Right. These are just what we're putting on the ballot. And then all five of us are going to vote. Uh, that's Christian, uh, Ashton, you, mm-hmm. Quinn, and myself will vote based on the games that we have announced today. So, um, yeah, I know we're leaving out Ashton Christian, but it's just like they're not going to be on the show. So right. it's like a little bit different. What are we going to do if, there's a t- if there isn't a clear winner? If there isn't a clear winner, we'll figure it out. All right. We'll have arguments. That's how yeah. it's always – that's how Game of the Year things are decided. But um, anyway. Yeah, uh, Near Automata. I mean, I I praised this to high heavens in a previous video. Yeah. Um. So just to sort of summarize about it, fluid, amazing combat, you very unique story, and in how it's presented. I've never ever played a game that was presented like this, ever. Yeah, that new game plus thing that you were telling me about in the last. I think it was the last episode. I think it was the last episode. Yeah, was it's my like I I would like it is now on my list of I will probably when I get my PS4. It's on PC I, too. Uh, yeah, I did find that out. Yeah. so I might just pick it up for PC. Um, I've just heard like, I've heard that they didn't uh, port it too well, but you can get a mod that will fix I it. I might have to kay. just do that. It might be cheaper just to go that route. Probably. I I again I don't think it's I don't think it's a game that's worth a sixty dollar price tag. I got mine under forty mm-hmm. on sale on PlayStation Plus. If you can if well, you I mean can, Black Friday is like if, yeah, if you can find it under forty, uh, grab it. Totally I think for me it is a solid forty dollar game. I think you're getting your forty dollars out of it. Okay. Um I really really enjoy that game. I loved the story. I loved all the characters and there's like the the story and the the character progression as 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 they are as characters like their ideals change and you, they really do grow and it's amazing to see to see it, especially with one character in particular um and I don't want to spoil it I just don't one character just yeah it's it's great that's um, good um but yeah uh the music oh oof oof yeah, <laughs> yeah. The music and the soundtrack, oh, so good, um, spot on for th- how it's trying to make you feel when you're doing the story. Because there is there is a lot of emotion in this game, because um, a lot of the stuff that you find out through the story is just like really w- there's a lot of weight to it. Um, I wasn't expecting to have this sort of big, full philosophical, moral dilemma in my head. <laughs> playing this game it's interesting like um, it's always it's always good to where a game can like drag you in to a story mm-hmm. so well i mean that's kind of how it was with like bioshock mm-hmm. was like there's this like world they just sucked you in and you're like yeah. how mm-hmm. i'm loving every moment i'm in this world right now yeah yeah the only the only negatives that i would like to say about that game is welcome back <laughs> sorry i had a phone call uh my my girlfriend got off work and yeah. so uh if she, it, 
it's the big sale going on where she works right now, and the parking lot has no lighting. So she, whenever she's off and it's dark, she always calls me. Speaking of no so. lighting, you guys have terrible lighting to indicate where you guys live. Like oh, I, yeah, I know. I, I, had, I like when I texted you, hmm? I drove into another thing. Because I was like, oh, crap. But I, as soon as I was like turning, I was like, this is not right. Because <laughs> I saw it. I was like. Well, was our sign not lit up? It is, but it's like it's so. That, well, yeah. everyone has lights mm-hmm. on. And so like you're blinded by everyone's mm-hmm. lights. And then you're. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So. So I was talking about near. I think I you were wrapping what. up. Yeah. Near. I was just kind of wrapping up. I, yeah. I can wrap. Um, I really think it is. Um. The, the most i don't want to say underrated because i feel like it's got you know reviews and ratings and praise that it that it deserves but i feel like it is probably the most underplayed and probably underappreciated game to have come out this year uh to gaming as like as a whole yeah um it really is an experience and i think it's one every gamer should participate in um cuz i think i was talking about some of the negatives yeah, because the only negatives I can think of is if you want this big, vibrant, open world with lots of activity going on, this is not your game. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's 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 kind of uh, a little lifeless, but that's part of the story. Okay. There there are reasons and purpose to why it looks like that. And uh, the another negative is if you're not if games that have like uh, fan service and stuff like that bother you. Then that might be I, you know, I a turn off. There's a little bit of a there's some a little fan service yeah going there's on some there. yeah there's some fan service that is un unnecessary but it's whatever it's yeah it's it's whatever um, all right but that's really all I all I really have to say negatively about it other than that combat so smooth story there and it will it will mess with your head morally and just how the game and how the game is just set up it's it's really it's really a lot of fun. That's cool. So, ladies and gentlemen, you have heard all of the games. To read them all off now, the ones that are on the ballot for a game of the year of 2017 are Wolfenstein 2, Call of Duty World War 2, Friday the 13th, Persona 5, Fate Extelia Extra Star. I I feel like Quinn I, game. Yes, uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, Horizon Zero Dawn, and Near Automata. You can vote as well if you would like to, if there are enough people to sway the vote. I guess you can comment right here on the part video, and then obviously the full episode. Uh, you can do it all of episode 10 as it's being posted. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, 11. This is episode 11. Uh, episode 12 that comes out next month, we will be announcing the winner of the Primal Target Game of the Year as well as the first ever induction ceremony. Into the PT Hall of Fame. Into the PT Hall of Fame. It's going to be good. More on that next month. Um, but we're moving on. Moving on. To our third and final topic. David, what are we going to talk about? Well, I think it's something that... Uh, it's about the Switch, basically. We're going to be talking about the Switch. Yeah. Nice. That guy right there. Yeah. I know. I, know, <laughs> I knew you can't see it, but <laughs> it's sitting right there. Unless it, unless you turn around and then there is a switch behind you, so then we're talking to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> like right there. <gasps> <laughs> um, 
I one thing that really pleased me with the Switch this year is that Nintendo has said they're going to bring more mature titles to the Switch, and they've answered those calls. And a little they've bit. been, yeah, Doom has come out, LA Noir has just been released. Mm-hmm. I, uh, was Skyrim was uh, yeah was uh, uh, Skyrim Skyrim's out yeah, and it is mature. Okay, it is a mature game. I know because like, well, what's weird was Oblivion got both ratings. Yeah, they I got a T rating and then we got swayed to an M rating because mm-hmm. I have a disc that says Oblivion mm-hmm. rated T for teen, but mm-hmm. it's actually M rated. Yeah, it's weird. That was one of those um, weird games. And so, you know, thinking about that, we Ryan and I were talking about it, and we would say, well, what video game or video game franchises that are rated M would you like to have on the go? Okay. All right. Uh, I will start this off. And now we're gonna do. Do you want to go back and forth? Yeah, we yeah, can go back. Pong style? Yeah, we'll okay. ping pong it. Okay. Um. I don't think it's going to come surprise to you or probably to anybody out there because I'm sure a lot of people will be thinking this as well. Mm-hmm. I would love to see The Witcher 3 on the Switch. That, that I was not thinking that was what you were going to say, but it does. Yeah, okay. I was like, wow, okay. I would All love right. to see. Now, it, they will probably have to take out probably certain scenes or edit them maybe because yeah. I know Nintendo might not go for the whole full nudity sex Maybe. Scenes. I don't know. But you never know. Because like, you see that that one game. Well, actually, they might. L.A. Noir is rated M, and it has nudity in it. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Well, then maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's brief, but like it's well, not so full-fledged. So is the... Well, I mean, Witcher has a lot of... Yeah, there's no insertions it, as far as I can remember. <laughs> yeah, no. No, there's not. It's soft core. It's movie, movie yeah, porn. Yeah, cinematic it's porn. rated R yeah. material. Yeah. It's no... It's... it's not like Game of Thrones is yeah. more graphic than the than the Witcher in terms of their the <laughs> in terms of those particular yeah. scenes. Um, but I would I would absolutely play The Witcher three on the Switch. Now the Witcher absolutely. three specifically, or what if they just ported The Witcher first over there? The first one? Uh, you mean The Witcher the very first one? Yeah. What if they What if they like, like were like, the hey, collection. we're gonna test this out? Yeah, and we're just gonna send out the first Witcher out there first. So the thing is, is I don't think they're even. I think one of the reasons why um, we don't have the first Witcher game off outside of the PC is I think that there are literal issues like like they're just not able to there no, are no. there are reasons why they are just not able to port it well the witcher 2 is always ported to places so what if they what well, if the they wi- started with witcher 2 the, the, yeah they can start with the witcher 2 because the thing with the witcher 2 is um the witcher 2 uh was supposed to come out originally on pc first and then consoles later but because they wanted to push to have it all launched at the same time it that's one of the reasons why the witcher 2 was severely delayed mm-hmm. like a year delayed and now i have it on steam and my mm-hmm. xbox <laughs> yeah and and i think there were some there's some sort of technical limitation or something I, I i i was watching a documentary and on cd uh Prayek, as they would oh, say. Oh yeah, because Pry- Polish, yeah. yeah. CD Prayek Red, and um, they're they're just not able to port it to consoles. It it, it is a strictly a PC only. The game. first one. The very first yeah. one, yeah. Um, so would you? So I guess my question would if, be: if, Would you be satisfied if they started with the second one and then we're like, hey, we're gonna come out with a third one later? I think or at this point in the game, I think it, I think at the no, I don't think. That, well, they've said that they're done making Witcher games. Oh, okay. They said that they are done making Witcher games. Um, so if they wanted to do like uh, Witcher two and Witcher three like combo, that'd um, be a big game. That would be that. That's that would be an, an expensive cartridge, especially or, since uh, they've been like 
this, the Nintendo cartridges are based on memory, mm-hmm. so it would be very yeah. expensive. Yeah. Um, but I would be all for it. Okay. Um, not so much The Witcher Two, just because The Witcher Two, um, I enjoyed the game. I love the story. I, it's a fantastic game. Um, but I would rather have three, just because of there's more meat to it. Yeah. The Witcher Two is a is. It's a solid game. It's like twelve hours. Yeah. If you go through it. Well, and I mean, then you're, you know, same it, with like the first Mass very, Effect is like yeah, it's shorter very, than the. Right. It's others. a very very linear game. Yeah. Um, whereas The Witcher Three is just, in my opinion, Witcher Three is still, uh, top game of this console cycle still. Wow. Um, uh, and I th- I think that I think that would be one that that would be worth them porting over. Yeah. I would love to play that on the go. I would play it at work. So, so mine, uh, the first one I'm going to go with is, um, I don't know whether I should go with this one first and explain the second one later. I'm going to, okay, so how about this? I'll do with this one. GTA, mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto Five. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people are going, that's a big game. How can you fit that? I think after seeing L.A. Noir being ported. And I know it's not like the whole bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a Switch version mm-hmm. of the game and it's not going to look as pretty as maybe, you know, playing on a PS4 Pro or an Xbox mm-hmm. One X. But I think they could do it. Like, I think seeing L.A. Noir, even though it's literally L.A. Noir is probably like, I don't know, 30 or 40% of what GTA has to offer. Mm-hmm. So... I but I do think GTA Five now seeing that they're kind of partnering with with Rockstar might lean towards that might lean towards maybe we could do a port of this or maybe uh, a Red Dead could come here but my main thing would be GTA would be cool to have on the go well like well it was like we were saying before we started recording uh, there are GTA games on Nintendo consoles yeah you know handheld well the, ha- the I mean the there was Chinatown's. a whole exclusive yeah, yeah Chinatown whole ex- Wars or whatever yeah. it's called and and um, there's even uh, you know spiritual successors to wanting to have a GTA version uh for example <laughs> Retro City Rampage mm-hmm. is uh obviously the That's stepping cool. back to the first GTA um but like it would be cool to see maybe we do get so, like that first but l- let me put it to you this way because GTA 5 is on the PS3 yep. and the 360 yes so what if what if they just ported over those versions of it? Yeah, just the single player. I would be fine with it because, like, me we remember the game launched without a multiplayer, right? Yeah. And so, like, yeah. I was totally fine with the. There are so many things you can do in that game By without. Yeah. yeah, like there's side missions. There's technically three campaigns mm-hmm. that are just thrown together. Mm-hmm. You good, man? Mm-hmm. Um. So there's just this. Uh, like I don't know, there something about like GTA. Th- well, seeing yeah, seeing those uh, it on those other consoles, mm-hmm. and then seeing all these games getting like HD remakes of those that are coming to now here. Especially seeing Skyrim come over to the Switch. Mm-hmm. I know there's not as much like obviously you don't have to deal with too much traffic in you know those kind of games, mm-hmm. but there's still big giant worlds mm-hmm. and i think skyrim is skyrim bigger than gta f- than san andreas than like um, i don't i don't recall yeah maybe I but like um not gta san andreas but los santos 
in general right. of GTA Five. Um, oh no! But GTA Five Los Santos is ma- is is much larger than than, than Skyrim. Than Skyrim? Yes. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Well, it's just like I, I don't know. Like I think maybe sandbox games could work on a console that is handheld. And if it's just a story mode, then I think that's fine. Um, right now, Nintendo people really don't give a crap about the like. If you have a Switch more than likely you're not getting it for the multiplayer. Right. Like you own another console. Everyone knows that more than likely you own another console. Mm-hmm. There's no diehard Nintendo fans anymore as far as I know. I'm uh, sure they're still out there. That but... are just buying Switches. Yeah. That just bought a Switch. They're well, not like, focusing on PlayStation well, and Xbox. Is, the thing is, is, I was watching a video earlier where they were talking about uh, Skyrim coming out for the Switch. And yeah. they're like, well, this will uh, the, only, the only people I can really think of that this will appeal to is the people who are hardcore Nintendo. They only buy Nintendo, and they've never had a chance to play Then They've never played I Skyrim. Guess. And I'm like, how have you gone? How can you have you been a gamer for... Uh, what? It came out in 2011, Six. It came out right? 11, 11, 11. 11, that's right, that's right. And it's like, how? that's like over six years ago. Yeah. Like, how have you not... We just passed could, six yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. It's like, how or, have you not gotten your hands on it? But, you know, I know that there are those Nintendo diehards. They, they are people I that guess. exist. They that's, are, it, it's interesting sure to it's very play... Niche. Yeah, I think it's I, very, yeah. very niche, but they've got to be out there. I guess. So... In the sense of like ten percent of the gaming population, oh, yeah. <laughs> like I, I just I don't know who out there has a Switch and doesn't have another console with them. Like you either PlayStation, Xbox, or you have both, or you and you have your Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, or, because or you PC buy you buy the Switch specifically for that. Oh, I I did because uh, I wanted the portability. Mm-hmm. Like it's cool having. Mario Kart on the go, like when we when we were I playing at yeah. break, we yeah we would no, we play well, not at even that was when when it launched. I came over here, yeah. and you were playing on the TV, and I was playing on my handheld. Uh-huh. Like that, yeah, is the is the Nintendo I want. Yeah. So like even if it's just like if it's if GTA goes like that, mm-hmm. I would have no problem with that. Yeah. If like we can do story missions or like not story missions because that never local really came. multiplayer, yeah, but like local, like local multiplayer, multiplayer, yeah, and just doink around and play maybe the GTA yeah. maps. I don't think it's too far out of the question now seeing these bigger games. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we've seen the graphic limitations of the console because with Doom coming out, there's really... You see see the resolution. Yeah, yeah. when you look at them side by side, yeah, yeah, you do see the resolution. Well, there was a scene that IGN did where they walked up to one of the the little... uh, uh, What do they call those? Little forklift things. Mm -hmm. And you look at the like the seat and it's all muddy <laughs> and you're like oh that's not cool because they have to in order for you to right. but the game's not it runs like you're run- well that's the thing is like you're never stopping to yep. smell the roses yeah. so you're usually you fast look, playing yeah. yeah so that's what they kind of do but yeah i think a gta game maybe maybe just going into maybe another nintendo exclusive gta game yeah, sure i think it's not too far off especially since L.A. Noir Rockstar is obviously thinking on board. Yeah, the console is great, so I think GTA is not too far off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, cut back over to me. Um, I think another series I think that would do well on uh on Switch is the the Mass Effect universe. Um, I know a few years ago they had like the Mass Effect trilogy come out. I feel like you know on the 360 and the PlayStation 3, I felt like pff, port that over. Uh, I'll play it. I'll pick it up. Yeah, day one. I mean, there's times where I can see Mass Effect being played on PCs that I'm like, how is that even able to run on there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it it works still. Um, 
and maybe not so much Andromeda. I don't see Andromeda coming over no, just for, I so. but I mean, I feel like you know the, the the main trilogy, the the ones that the fans, the good ones. <laughs> I liked Andromeda. I like I liking is different I than good. <laughs> I mean, I I liked. It. I put like 120 hours in. I've been. It. T- it's on sale right now on for the Black I, Friday week. I, I might pick know. it up. How much is it? It's like 20. It's 20 at Target. At Target, but I get digital bucks. though. I know, yeah. And I can get it for 25 and get the season pass. Oh, that just gives you online. Oh. They're not they <laughs> they canceled. They canceled all the deal all the single player DLC. Oh, sad. No, here's what sucks about that cuz I was really looking forward Side note. Yeah. We're, we're getting a little <laughs> here. Um I was really looking forward to um did you play it? No, you haven't. Played I have it. not got it yet. So I've been tempted. I don't, don't want to spoil it too much for you then cuz if if you do play it, I have to you will get eventually, through it. Eventually, yeah. Um uh they hint at something like really important at the end and you knew it was going to be the DLC and then they canceled it. And now they're turning that hint into a book. Oh yeah. That's so exactly now you're going to have to like have to, buy like, this read. book. Yeah. yeah. Dang it. Stupid reading. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, back on topic though. Yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I would, I think that's like that, good. and I feel like it would work. But you got to sway EA into doing that because they have not even. I mean, I'm, FIFA did come to the Switch, mm-hmm. but it is horrifyingly bad. Like it's a very watered down version mm-hmm. of that game. So like, but that's the only EA game that's on that console. Mm-hmm. Still waiting oh, for it. Is it? Nature. Yeah. Two K didn't come. Oh, that's is, right. Is yeah. basketball and NBA Live did not come. Right. NHL didn't even yeah. come, which yeah. I think would be awesome, but that's not part of this. I would love to see an NHL game on Switch. That'd be really fun. Dude, I haven't played an NHL game since the 64. But the thing is, is like NHL it falls in that same category as WWE, where like it doesn't matter what era. Like as soon as you learn how to play it again, mm-hmm. it's fun. It's mm-hmm. always fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I think I and the thing with um. With uh, Mass Effect, is you can fit all three of the games and all the DLC. You, can, you should be able to fit one of those on one of those little cartridges. Yeah, I think if anything, knowing EA, they'd probably sell them separately. There probably wouldn't be some combo pack for lower cost on their part, but more cost on us. Well, I mean, the the trilogy w- released with all the all, with all the DLC. How many discs was that on? I don't know, probably like three. Okay, well, there you go. I have no idea. That's the thing I, with, uh, I, had, I had the games individually. I didn't pick up the, yeah. the trilogy. I didn't either. The only issue I see is is them probably not maybe getting the first one over because that was a Microsoft, Microsoft exclusive. Yeah. But though, but Microsoft and Nintendo. I know, they're getting buddy-buddy. Yeah, I know, they, it's nice, huh? Fighting to get the Team Washington I'm, versus Team Japan over there. That's I not know. working out for them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so my, my last one is... Uh, I heard it written down. Oh yeah, Bioshock. I think Bioshock coming to Switch would be an amazing port. Yeah. And I know it's another Take Two game, but like, I, I think that they are seeing that the Switch can't work. Mm-hmm. And especially, I keep going back to the La Noir thing because I remember, and like I said in previous parts, like, um, La Noir was four discs long on 360 with mm-hmm. all the DLC. Mm-hmm. And it played still, like now obviously the Blu-ray discs throw it over there. Mm-hmm. But even with like the three, the four discs that it had, um, I don't know how many discs it was when you played it. But still, like I think a Bioshock game 
and like having that maybe not as in detailed as it could probably be. And mm-hmm. I know I just want the Bioshock handheld game that I never got for Vita. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know that it was canceled. And I know that like, obviously um, everyone that was behind, uh, you know, making Bioshock uh, is now very smaller than they were before. I thought they weren't they shut down no they they just let a lot of people go and then they ca- are continuing making stuff but they're not making triple a games anymore oh i thought they're making I thought like they were, what was the company's name that made them not remedy no man now i'm really bumping heads on it now oh. too oh well it's i thought ca- i thought they were shut down no they're oh, still they good. just they just downsized yeah huge. they didn't want to make triple a games anymore okay which was but the thing is, it's like never, after never, Infinite, you're I like, you don't want I never thought of anyone. Bioshock as a AAA game. I mean, yeah. Okay. The, well, the first one, okay, no, I can see no. that because it is Infinite, it is an exclusive. Infi- Infinite, Infinite, yes, I can see as, two as being a AAA. Yeah. Two, it, one and two, I can... Mm, well, like one was an Xbox exclusive for a long time. Okay. And then eventually, say, like, on PlayStation. Uh, like a year, maybe mm-hmm. even two years later, it was ported to... PlayStation mm-hmm. Three because that was a big deal. Yeah, and then um, probably and then Bioshock Two came out and that was like, wow, <laughs> this is this is the sequel we got. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got the band back together and we made Infinite again. And then I was like, yes, this is this is how we got to go back yeah, to. What I wouldn't got. mind playing Bioshock on the go, and That'd especially now that the collection exists. Yeah. So like, I I don't know. I think a a fun Bioshock. Portable game, game would be awesome. Yeah, it's just a fun well, game. Yeah, the sto- you, like you take away the story. If you break it down like mechanically and what you do, in my opinion, it's just a fun, just yeah. a fun game. Yeah. So there you go. My my two games were Bioshock and GTA. I would love to see one of those games come over there, mm-hmm. if not some sort of watered down version or maybe their own right their own spin off. Yeah. yeah. I know Bioshock won't get one, but GTA might. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that's it. That is going to be it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for watching. If you want to watch more stuff, make sure you keep it right here to Primal Target. This has been... See, Quinn's not here, and he usually does it with me, but you don't ever do it. I don't get the... I'm I'm, I'm confused. Bit I don't remember. Bit this Kate. is Bitcade. See, I don't... Okay, all right. This, <sighs> been this is the third time I've tried this, and it's not worked, so I might just like, throw I it feel to the like, trash. I feel like when this was created, I probably just... What is it connected there? I just wasn't Okay, so, so this has been Bit Kate. There we go. The bit the, see the bit that happens. Okay, anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for watching. If you want to watch more, make sure you subscribe right here on YouTube. We are Primal Target. All you gotta to do is hit that subscribe button, hit the bell button, you get the notifications when every single time we post a video. If you're more of a Twitch person, we don't judge you because we are also Twitch people as well. You go over to twitch.tv slash primal underscore target. And we are over there playing video games live. Links are all in the description below to follow us on all social media. There is an end card that will take you to some random video and a preview. Well, actually, no. There's the next Bitcade episode and the previous Bitcade episode. Uh, and then in the center is a big logo that you can click on and subscribe. Um, my name is Ryan Amore. This has been David. And uh, this Quinn. Is, this is Bella, if you can see him. Yeah. He, I think, I think yeah. he's on there. Okay. Uh, and then Quinn was here at a point in time but he's not here anymore <laughs> i mean he's still here but he's not here anyway we'll see you guys in the next video went all wibbly wobbly tight limey exactly i mean i'm not even i, I sneeze so hard i, I popped out of my clothes with that reference <laughs> you, 
Congratulations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night.